Hello, friends. Welcome to the Relationship 411 podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. We've been married for 25 years, and we've seen the best of times, and we've seen the worst of times. We also have four awesome kids who are growing up and leaving our nest. We've loved doing this podcast, and we're excited for it to continue. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have a lot of life experiences. Since becoming a life coach, I'm so excited to share with you the tools I've learned to help you in this journey we call life. Hey, friends. Glad you joined us today for another Relationship 4-in-1 podcast. And uh, today we're going to talk about a subject that maybe seems um, different to talk about in a podcast forum, but we've you know remained true to talking about relationships that matter most, whether it's with yourself or with you know, as a couple or with your family. And today it's probably going to hit on all of those. And the subject we're going to talk about is dream killers. And uh, we have, my wife and I, in, in preparation of this, Jennifer and I have said, we've been dream killers, you know, of each other's dreams before and of our kids' dreams. And so we're going to open up and get, you know, real with this subject like we always do. But to hopefully find some benefit today in what is a dream killer and why do we do it? We've found out in our lives and you know, how to stop it. And we're still learning, you know, how not to be dream killers, but we're probably better at it today, I'd say, than we were years ago when we got married. So, Mm -hmm. babe, tell us a little bit about, you know, dream killing. Why why is it important to dream? I think, you know, if you remember back when you were in elementary school and, you know, everyone wanted to be a fireman or a nurse or a doctor, or you wanted to have a mansion and 10 cars, and you just dreamt you could dream about anything and it was cute and sweet. And it's actually really fun to talk to like a little kid and like ask them, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah, or, or they the want to be a unicorn or, you know, I mean, they <laughs> right. just really, they'll say anything and think that they can be all those things and really believe they really believe in like, you know, with art, if you they'll right. paint and think their picture's amazing. Yeah. And so I think somewhere maybe in, you know, as you get into junior high, you yourself are like, oh, I can't do that. Or you start, you know, struggling in school or your parents are like, you know. You can't do that. What are you thinking? (laughs) Or teachers or anyways. And I think we kind of sabotage ourselves and we kind of stop dreaming, which is really sad. If you look at any successful people in the world, they are big dreamers. Yeah. And I think if you want to live your best life, you really are going to need to get good at dreaming and having dreams. And just because a dream seems unattainable at the moment, it's not. I mean, it's possible that you could do anything. And I found this quote by Confucius, and he said, if you shoot for the stars and hit the moon, it's okay. But you've got to shoot for something. A lot of people don't even shoot. I don't think Confucius said that, actually. Who said that? I have no idea, but that doesn't sound very Confucius. Oh. <laughs> but maybe it is. I don't know. Well, the internet said Confucius said that. Then it has to be. If Confucius <laughs> said then it had to be. So I don't know who said it, but... but I'm just kidding. I, think, I think it's a great quote. I mean, regardless of who said it, I'm just kidding. It's actually a great quote because it's true. I think that a lot of times we way undersell ourselves, and sometimes when we, you know, dream particularly as we get older, we just sell ourselves way short, you know? And, and we Yeah, have, and a lot of times we don't even try because yeah. we're like, we like put the kibosh on it before we even attempt to do anything. Yep. So, which I think is really sad because there's so many, like we have the capacity to do so much and be so many things, yet we don't even take a chance. Yeah, and I think that dreaming, there's got to be something super therapeutic about 
dreaming, I think. It gives us hope, maybe, would you say? It it gets us, like, inspiration. gives us some motivation sometimes. Like, if we dream about, you know, another home or having a home or a new car or a trip we want to go on or developing a new talent we want to have or learn a new language, like, whatever it is, that inspires us and probably gets us out of a rut a little bit. So dreaming, I think, is, like, super important. But yet, like, to your point, we quit doing it as we get older and we start to get real with life and I don't want to dream anymore and I'm just kind of getting through it and I'm just whatever as opposed to keeping that child alive in you to keep dreaming. Yeah and we're going to give an example in a second but the one I just thought of is our son he has a truck and it's a great truck but he loves to look at cars and he on a daily sometimes basis will text me Or say, Mom, look at this awesome car. Wouldn't it be so great to have this someday? So I said to him at first, like, oh, you already have a truck. Why are you looking at these other ones? And then I realized, I'm like, you know what? What's it going to hurt for him to be excited about all these other cars? He doesn't have the ability to go buy a car by himself. So obviously, we would have to be a part of (laughs) him buying a car and trading the car in. So why not let him dream? So I just thought of that as we were talking about this. So I'm glad I had that shift with him because I think it gives him the confidence like, hey, I can come talk to my mom about these cars that I'm dreaming about. And, you know, he's like pretends he's going to own them and wants them. And, you know, he does that with all sorts of things. But I've really tried to be open. And I don't think I have always been that way. I know I haven't been that way in our marriage years ago. Well, before we get into all that, I think you brought up a really good point and let's maybe break down a little bit about the dream killer thing, because you brought up a really, a lot of great points that I think if we had to dissect that, what does a dream killer do? Right? So it's, we start to talk about a dream. In this case, it was one of our sons that talked about a car, fill in the blank, whatever it is. And the dream killer can come along and just start sabotaging it and find yeah. all the reasons why this isn't going to work. Yeah, like that's so stupid. You already have a car. You yeah, know, let's be practical. So one of them's not, like, yeah. let me bring you back to practicality. Like, you just need one car. Car yeah. needs to get you from A to B. Well, maybe that works for you. Maybe this person wants to dream and have a... You're a teenager. What right. are you going to do with multiple cars? Right. How are you going to afford that? You know what the insurance is going to be <laughs> yeah. on that? What kind of gas mileage does that get? Like, you know, things that like... How are you going to pay for your gas and insurance? And... Yeah. Give the oil yeah. changes on that car. There's no way you're going to do that. So we start to become very practical in our things. And all of a sudden the dream starts to subside where it's like imagining uh, blowing up like a, a hot air balloon and, and somehow the dream killer just letting air out the back, right? So we're letting air out of this first one's like, let's get practical. You know, air comes out. Um, Other things we can do would be what? To be a dream killer. Yeah. So I think some other things, you know, if you have a family, like maybe a family business and someone wants to veer away from that and not be a part of the family business and the family's like, wait a second, you're the fifth generation that is supposed to take over this business. We all do rubber bands. We yeah. have, we've been in the rubber band business for five generations. You now. cannot go and do this other thing. This is what our family does. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a way. Yeah, we start um, to like like squelch the dream of of inflicting or infusing our 
view of what their life should be and it kills their yeah. dream all of a sudden. Yeah, our whole family has been a football player. And what do you mean you don't want to go play football? You want to go play basketball? Or just it could be with sports. It could be with... Or the opposite um, can be a fact is like, let me kill your dream of wanting to become a college athlete or a professional athlete because I had my chance and blew it. And I remember how painful that was. And so let me just blow it for you right now too. So, oh, you're never going to yeah, be able to get too hard. And I think hard. what parents, if we're going to go with parents or even we don't want our kids to feel failure or disappointment. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, let's prevent them from feeling failure and disappointment and not even let them try. That's a great plan, right? But reality is, no, that's part of life is to learn to fail and to be disappointed. And those are all healthy things. If you're going to be successful in this world, you're going to feel all of it. And so we actually do our spouses or our children a disservice if we allow them, if we kind of you know, squelch their dreams before they even try to experience them. So I think that's really a way we can be a dream killer. Yeah, I'm thinking of the words that we keep using with dream killer, like synonymous squelch and stifle. Kibosh. Kibosh, yeah. It's like you put the kibosh on that, you squelch it, you extinguish it. They're kind of all negative. They are a little negative. And sometimes we maybe infuse like our Debbie Downer attitude on that, and it kills the dream really fast. And I like what you said about maybe as parents we do this, and maybe we do it with our spouses, and maybe we do it with ourselves. Yeah. Is that we're so afraid of failure, why even try? Mm-hmm. Like, let me just kill the dream right now because I did dream before and it was too hurtful, too painful. So I'm not going to do it again. But, like, to your point earlier, anyone that's successful in business or athletes or is a mom or a dad, like, whatever your success is, I guarantee you've had failures. Yeah, everyone has. But with those failures, you're like, figure it out, try again. Regroup. And regroup and, you know, try something different. Yeah, so don't be afraid of the failure. Actually lean into the failure. And what was it like, Thomas Edison? Here's another quote off the okay. fly. Like maybe maybe he didn't say it, maybe he didn't. But like wasn't it about like I didn't invent the light bulb. Like I spent like a thousand times like learning like how not to do it. And I'm butchering the. The phrase, but you know, he eventually learned how to do the light bulb and it came from like all the thousands of failures that he had. So he wasn't afraid of failure. He just kept learning from them and that's what made him successful. And imagine someone comes along and says, Thomas Edison, what are you doing? We can never get rid of the candle or the gas lamp. Like that's stupid. So, but no, those people who have been successful inventors all have big dreams. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the ways that we Again, squelch right. is the fear of failure, I mm-hmm. think. What what else do we do probably is why we squelch well, ideas. I, I think one of them is scarcity. It's like, okay, if my husband has his dream, then what about my dream? There's not room for two of us to have a dream, which is ridiculous, right? There's room for both of us to dream and our kids to dream and everyone, our family, anyone can have a dream But I think sometimes, especially in a marriage, we think, okay, if my husband wants this dream of maybe being an entrepreneur or doing something, it's like, okay, if he does that, then... He can be successful in his career, but I can't be successful in my career. Yeah, maybe then we won't have time to do mine or we won't have the finances to do mine. Yeah, or Um, or the time or just fill in the blank, whatever the resource is. If you get yours, then I can't get mine. So it creates this lose-win 
And so therefore, let's just ignore it or don't bring it up. Yeah. Let me just let me just push yours down. Yeah, I'm gonna kill your dream because yeah, it's not it. gonna be fair if you have yours and I don't have mine. Yeah, I'll be pissed. You yeah, know, you're dreaming and I don't get mine. Like I'm living sacrificially over here, and that's not fun. Yeah. And I want you to go live your dreams out. So that's one. Yeah, and I think you know people were insecure. Mm. Like we're insecure. Could we? Am I really okay to have this dream? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am oh, I? Wow. You yeah, know, yeah. is it okay? Could I possibly dream this? Like, what right do I have to have this dream? Yeah, yeah. Who am I? Yeah, who right? am I? Who am I to say that I want to be financially successful? Who am I to say I can have, you know, a, a great marriage? Or who am I to think that I can, you know, participate in sports at a higher level? Like, who am I? Yeah. Until we get insecure. Yeah, and I think another one is vulnerable. Like, I don't feel the ability to talk to my spouse about my dream so I hold it in. I can't own it. I just hide it. Yeah. What if I'm afraid to come talk to you and say, look, this is a dream that I have. Like, I really want to be blank or I really would love for us to do blank or our kids or I, I want to take a shot at something in my life and have this big dream. And instead it's like, yeah. no, no, And no. chances are that fear, the unwillingness to be vulnerable has been years worth of probably being a yeah. dream killer you know, that's why your kids would stop telling you about any of their dreams because they're like, oh, mom and dad, they always just say like, no, or you can't do it. And so I think really being aware, first of all, you have to become aware of how you're interacting when it comes to dreaming. Yeah. But once you are aware of that, you can hopefully try to course correct and change. Yeah. Great ideas. I mean, all great ways of, we kind of just hit several that we've discovered on how we've killed dreams over the years. Listeners might have tons of others. We'd love for you to share them if you want to with us. But, babe, tell us, you know, we'll we'll kind of tell our listeners now a couple of stories of how we've <laughs> killed some dreams oh, over yeah. here. So well, Kevin, he always, for years, when we were lived in an apartment to when we had, a you know, a smaller house and always wanted to have a cabin in the woods. He thought that would be like, you have made it if you have a cabin. And like, we're not even cabin or mountain people. So it's hysterical that I wanted to dream of a cabin, but you're right, I did for years is to think that. Yeah, yeah that was a sign of success if you could have a cabin. And me, I didn't want a cabin. That wasn't a sign of success for me. And so I think I always struggled when you wanted to talk about a cabin. I'm like, eh. It's going to be hard. I would always give all the reasons why I don't think we should have a cabin. I was negative about it. And like, just to back up, like I would probably, once the internet was created, like we got married before the internet, even going on like looking at stuff or I would like, we'd be on vacation at places and I'd grab like literature or any vacation. I'd like oh, grab yeah. literature and like. Let's see how much houses cost here. In Costa Rica. Yeah. Like we should probably have a house in Costa Rica. This would be amazing, wouldn't it? And like we look at those things and yes. I'd look at a cabin someplace and all of a sudden, you know, you're like a house in well, Costa Rica. And your you personality thinking? is you make a decision in less than a minute. You're like, okay, let's do this. Let's do it. We, you know, do all that, which is great. But my fear was like, oh, if I say yes to this, we're going to own some house in Costa Rica and Fiji and Hong Kong. And Yeah. Thank goodness you said no to all these places. <laughs> we're international real estate owners and we're a dirt poor. So thank you for saying no. But, you know, I did a disservice to us and our marriage and connection with us because we could have had so many great, we could have dreamt about having a cabin. But for whatever reason, 
I think it was maybe scarcity or just fear or insecurity of like, no, I don't know. I'm not sure why, but I think that was definitely a disservice. And And now that I I look at it. what I heard, right? So when I was dreaming all of this, I was thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if one day we would be in a financial situation to be able to have another home? You could have easily said, how about we get out of our one-bedroom apartment that's in the basement? It's like, well, that's probably a good idea. But you know, right now, let me dream of this other. And so what I could actually hear you say, and it was hurtful, would be, you know what, like you're either not going to make it, you know, we're not going to make it, or, you know, just something that would, would kill the dream as opposed to you saying, wouldn't that be amazing? Or why is that important to you? Yeah. Like, why is that so cool to you? And like, help me understand that. Like, oh, then you would probably see... It's not the cabin. It's really the dream of being financially secure at some point that you would be able to say, I can afford another home. And you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, sure, I want that too. And we can work together and we can both dream about whatever that means. Yeah, curiosity so. would have done me well then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. But like, again, that's water under the bridge or, yeah. you know, so that's okay. But, but you can see that's how the, the person that's dreaming, it might not be the dream. It might not be the cabin or the Lamborghini, or I want to go play Division One football. It might be just the whole thought of getting there and, and what that looks like and we've arrived, you know, or mm. whatever it is. And so at, why is that so important? Like, help me understand that. And like, oh, wow, that would be really cool to kind of dream along with them with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was a dream. That was dream killer, Jen. That was. Do you have any dream killers? <laughs> I can't think of any. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course I do. You always say like, you don't have any idea. I do. I've got a ton of them. So one of them was your school clothing business. Is that where we're going? Sure. Do you uh, want to talk about that? Hey, let's go right there. <laughs> Our favorite subject. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is like, I'm breaking out in hives as we speak about this. But you know, babe, you had a college degree in, in fashion merchandising and it was your dream to always have some way to be able to utilize that. And you'd worked in retail stores and that not. And there came a time that you saw, because our kids wore school uniforms, and there wasn't a lot of great places to get uniforms. It was pre-order everything online, have it shipped to you. And you're like, what if I had a school uniform business and did this and built it up, etc.? And I hated the idea. I hated it. And it was hurtful to me, like, am I not providing for our family? And you you feel like you've got to go build your own career and it's taken away from our home and our time. And your busiest times doing the school uniform business was like in the middle of summer when I wanted to go on vacation. And when then you had to like inventory count, like during Christmas, I thought this sucks, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I tried to kill the dream and said, you know what, like, why are we doing this? And it was hurtful. And, and instead, yeah. I could have I could have been more inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Like, babe, why is this so important to you? And help me understand what else could we do that helps you feel fulfilled? And, you know, I was killing the dream, and I did a terrible job with that, to yeah. be honest. To this day, it's like a scar that I have <laughs> is to say, why well, I- I've forgiven you, and I've gotten over it. So well, what okay. really happened was your <laughs> store burned to the ground, actually, which is a whole – so it literally burned to the ground. <laughs> Which, in a weird way, I was going to say, as a dream killer, let's look at this example. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, instead of you go killing the dream, 
the dream will actually get killed on its own. If it's not to happen, right. it's probably just going to work itself yeah. out. And that particular event, it turned out to be one of the biggest blessings in my life. Not maybe the biggest, but it was a, it was a blessing in my life. That sure. I was able to do the dream and then unfortunately due to the, you know, shoddy repair van that, you know. I still want to run those people <laughs> off the road when I see them, but it's okay. But it's, Installed a faulty air conditioner. Anyways, but, you know, I am grateful. I can be grateful for that now. Yeah, and, and so with that, it's like that would be my tip and what I've learned about dream killers. And we've talked about this is to say, you know what, babe, like particularly with our kids or with our spouses is to say, let them get it out. Let them dream and dream big because chances are it's going to run its course. And if they're not going to play Division One football or basketball or soccer, they're going to find out. Mm-hmm. And then we as parents are going to be there to pick up the pieces. Let them dream that they're going to have 29 Lamborghinis. It's like eventually they're going to figure it on their own, but it's better that they tell themselves as opposed to me go kill the dream. Mm-hmm. And then we just support along the way. Yeah, and I I think sometimes even people, we've blocked ourselves so much that we don't even know how to dream. Yeah. A few tips that I thought of were to kind of think about, use your thoughts. If you want a cabin, start envisioning you have a cabin, you own a cabin, what it's going to take, what are you going to have to do in your life to get a cabin or become a professional football player or own a BMW or a Tesla X, you know, start putting that in your thoughts. And I think, you know, writing it down, I'm a visual person. So really start thinking about ways you can get that. Stay focused, you know, on your goal. And if you have a goal to graduate from college, if you stay focused on your goal, do the things that you need to graduate, you're going to graduate if that is your dream. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I think you're spot on is that we're going to hit what we focus on. Yeah, you're going to get your goal. You're going to, you know, achieve that. And I think it's also important, um, especially if you have a bigger goal or dream, that you kind of celebrate along the way. Because mm-hmm. some of those dreams are going to take maybe your entire life or they could be just a year-long dream. But to celebrate and, you know, give yourself praise and, like, congratulate yourself when you kind of reach those different points. Yeah. Of reaching your dream. Yeah. When you see people dreaming, I think the, one of the greatest things we can do is ask questions and just be quiet, you know, and just support them and just say, this is going to be great. And wouldn't that be awesome? Like dream with them. And in a weird way, like when you dream with somebody, it starts to become pretty fun. Yeah. Like it, it is encourages exciting. encourages something for you. Like, yeah, when someone wants to, I want to start a business or whatever. You can either be Debbie Downer and like start to get negative on all that and think of all the bad things that could happen. But I think, what if you just changed that and thought of all the things that could happen? Yeah. And I'm just thinking with like kids, kids, especially if you have teenagers or young adults, they're notorious for, you know, coming up with this amazing idea and they want to do it. And I unfortunately have the tendency to be like, oh, no, wait, we can't do that. But Kevin is really great at saying, oh, yeah, let's totally do that. And usually somewhere down the line, they're like, oh, their mom won't let them or whatever. Something, Someone else will be the dream killer. And you're like, let them be the dream killer. And then they think like, my parents are so awesome. They were going to let me do this and they're amazing. And so I think to kind of get in practice of just letting them talk about it, because chances are it never pans out. Or if it does, then you can be like, okay, this is serious. This is Obviously, they really want to do that. And some people are probably natural dreamers. 
Yeah. And so if you think about it, to your point, babe, the world or a boss or a coach or whatever, someone else is just going to beat that down. Yeah. And so it's like, wouldn't it be nice if we can be in an environment and be surrounded by someone who loves us and wants to dream with us? Like, that's kind of cool. And it is so much more. I think I have not mastered. I've uh, learned the skill of dreaming a lot more the past few years, and I have a lot of dreams of my own. And I think you and I have definitely created that energy yeah. of dreaming together. And Babe, I'm giving you the black belt in dreaming now, for <laughs> okay. sure. I think you started off as a white belt in yeah. the relationship. <laughs> so like- what I'm saying, it, which is great news, that you guys, anyone can learn it. You can learn to be a dreamer if it's not your natural talent or... Yeah, maybe you start off small and just asking questions like, why is that important to you? Tell me about your dream. You know, just ask big open-ended questions and then just sit and listen and just say, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And then let it go. Because again, the world is a tough, rough place as we know. It, it yeah. Chances are it's either going to happen because dreams happen, right? Dreams do come true. That does happen. Right. And sometimes if they're not, they're going to work themselves yeah. out. Yeah, and I would love it if, you know who's ever listening, if you don't have a dream, think of a dream. Think of something in your life that you want to do and go tell someone, share it with someone. You can always share it with us. Yeah, be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid. If you want more relationship tips, get on my email list, lifecoachgen2.0 at gmail.com or go to my website, relationship411podcast.com and sign up for a free consultation to get more personal help with your relationships. As always, follow us at Relationship 411 Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours. 